Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from First Orlando. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at firstorlando.com. And if you're in the Orlando area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now, enjoy this podcast from First Orlando. Well, here's some good news today, or bad news, depending on where you stand on this issue. We're not talking about sex today. It's the first time in a while. In fact, we, had, we have a member who runs a shop, and he's got some guys that work for him. He reaches out and brings them. And this one guy had been coming with him. He finally said, yeah, I'll go to church with you. And he's been the last four weeks before today. Last week on the way to work, he gets to work, and this guy looks at him and goes, hey, I really enjoy your church, but do y'all talk about anything other than sex? And he said, yes, please come back. I went by even to tell him myself, please don't give up on us. It was just the material we're in, which by the way, many of you know we're going through the book of 1 Corinthians. And when you choose to go through a book verse by verse, guess what happens? You gotta deal with some really tough stuff. You don't get to pick and choose. You don't get to go, okay, turn your, oh, let's just skip that, let's go the next. No. In fact, the next one, though it's not quite awkward in the sense of embarrassing, it's one of the most challenging chapters, eight and nine, because it helps us know how to live our faith in a world where, unfortunately, we're judged by brothers and sisters in Christ. It's going to be a great, it's, going to, it's, it's something called, uh, what is it? What matters most, I think, is what matters most, but it's, it's chapters eight and nine. Now, what I want to do today is we skipped a part in chapter 7. And we skipped it for this reason. I don't know what Paul was thinking when, when he inserted this into the chapter. I, it's like it comes out of nowhere. But on second thought, it's in the heart of a chapter that talks about singleness and being married. And it's the heart of the issue. Because what Paul, if I could sum it up, what he's going to say is, it doesn't matter if you're single or if you're married or if you've been through a divorce or if you've done this or if you're recovering this or whatever. No, no, no. The most important thing is God is with you in those circumstances. Stay with him. And you're going to see the way he says it. It's so refreshing. So if you've got your Bible, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We're going to jump in the middle of that chapter, which is about uh, verse 17. While you're turning there, i got to tell you, just a minute ago, before the service started, I was out at the baptistry, the outdoor baptistry. And we got to witness and celebrate an 89-year-old man who had been an atheist for most of the time. But in the last few weeks and probably months, his family and some key people in this church who are great friends with him have been just talking to him and sharing with him. And he finally came to the place of saying, you know what, I need Jesus. And he gave his life to Christ and we baptized him today at 89 years of age. His name was Hank. I said, Hank, that's so, it's amazing. And when he came up out of the water, he just said, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's so cool when you see Jesus do things like that. 
when you know only he could do that, to turn a man from atheism to a belief in the Lord Jesus. It wasn't the intellectual argument of a friend. It wasn't some new logic and some new gospel presentation. I promise you it wasn't. It was nothing but the Spirit of God coming down on that man and turning his heart. Now, did he use those other things? Yes, he does. And that's what he wants to do in your situation. You're going to hear Paul say, hey, whatever circumstance you're in, it's okay. Watch this. Here's the three lessons out of verse 17 through verse 24. If I could sum them up in three. Your calling, and by the way, that's a reference to you being saved. Paul called it a calling. That doesn't mean calling to be a preacher, calling to be of this or that. No, no, no. You're calling to follow Christ. Okay, when you see the phrase, you're calling, he's talking about your relationship with Jesus, the day you met Jesus, the day Jesus called you to himself. Your calling means more than your circumstances. God will use you no matter your circumstances because you belong to him. And all of your circumstances stay with God. That's exactly what he's saying. And the key word there, as you can see, is circumstances. So I got a question for you, and I'm going to try to be real clear on this question. Think about your 16-year-old self. Okay, your 16-year-old self. For some of you, that's going to be a few years down the road, but that, that's okay. 16-year-old self. Would you say that today you are exactly where you thought you would be in terms of health, in terms of marital status, in terms of how many kids, in terms of issues, in terms of employment, in terms of income, all those, you are exactly where you dreamed you would be when you were 16 years old. How many of you would say, oh yeah, it's exactly like I thought it would be when I was 16? Raise your hand. Now, Danny, did you raise your hand on this one? Okay, Danny misunderstood me in the first service, so I had to make sure. Nobody's going to raise your hand. Why? It's not what we thought. Your circumstances changed. In fact, there are single moms in this room. I don't know a single woman that's ever gotten married saying, yeah, my hope one day is to be a single mom. No. There are people sitting in this room that are divorced, and you never dreamed in a million years you wouldn't have dreamed that you're going to end up being single again. And there's some singles in this room that you're like, man, I can't believe I'm still single. I thought by now I would have found someone there's all kinds of situations and circumstances that we find ourselves in today. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to circle your life, your circumstances right now. Good ones and bad ones. You're not in the job you wanted, that you thought. You're not making the money you thought you'd make. Your health has not been what you thought. No matter, circle it. Here's the prayer for you today. God, bless this circle. Bless what's happening in this circle because, Lord, I know you can still use me even in these circumstances. And so, God, I don't want the circumstances to matter more than you. And that's exactly what Paul wants us to know. So let's start. Verse 17. As we read through it, you'll see some of these things as they come up. Only let each person lead the life the Lord has assigned to him and to which the God, God has called him. 
This is my rule in all the churches. By the way, underline that. We never know of another case where he said that. In other words, we don't know of another letter Paul wrote where he said, by the way, I have a rule that I share in all churches. That's a big statement. And to think it's about this, and we'll explain a little more. Was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Well, let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? This is, this is amazing. Let him not seek circumcision. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. In other words, that's what matters. Each one should remain in the condition in which he was called. All right, so whatever circumstance you were in, it's okay. Were you a bondservant when called? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of that opportunity. For he who was called in the Lord as a bondservant is a freedman of the Lord. Likewise, he who was free when called is a bondservant of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become a bondservant of man. So brothers, in whatever condition each was called, there let him remain with God. I don't know if these verses hit you as kind of, it's like right in the middle of this discussion, he just says, hey, by the way, your marital status is not the most important thing. In fact, none of your circumstances are the most important thing. The most important thing, know God is with you and follow his will. Follow the commandments of God. Just as simple as that. First thing he said, hey, your, your circumstances don't matter more than Christ. They should never matter more than Christ. And then he chooses three things to kind of help them understand it. He picks the first one, religion. Religion. All the time people are asking, well, I kind of grew up in this tradition or I kind of grew up in that tradition. Well, that's great. Let's talk about how are you doing right now. Are you a follower of Christ right now? There are many of you that came out of the Catholic Church. And what I always say, thank God for the, the grounding and the foundation that you got. You don't have to turn your back on anything. You just simply keep following and learning more and you follow Jesus in whatever way you can. So Paul is basically addressing people that for some had been circumcised, for others they hadn't. Now, go back to this. This is, this is really crazy. He says, let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. So circumcision to the Jew, that was the sign of the covenant. That's rooted in the Old Testament in the faith of the people of Israel. And that's how they were to let others know they belonged to God, and, and that was the, the sign for them to remember. Now, I'm not going to go into detail on in what that process involves. I think you know. Google it, and you'll learn right away. Probably our filter will catch you, though, so you can't do that in here. All right. Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. In other words, there were some having surgery to take away the mark of circumcision. Now, this was a battle Paul fought all through his ministry. There were churches saying, 
Oh, no, you've got to be circumcised. That's, that's God's sign. That's the symbol of the covenant. So it's Jesus plus getting circumcised. And the one letter that Paul wrote where he doesn't have anything <laughs> to thank God for, for this church, he's really upset with this church, is the letter of Galatians. And that's the group that most were his, I guess, not his enemy, but the ones who troubled him the most because they thought it was God plus circumcision. Listen, if it were God plus circumcision, you'd hear me going, okay, just text the word cut to 40777. <laughs> but you won't ever hear me say that. Why? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Paul's saying, hey, if you are, great. If you're not, great. Just follow Christ and grow up in him and do what God shows you to do. He even took a socioeconomic class. Not just religion. And by the way, the traditions of man can get in the way of religion. And they can get in the way of Jesus. Because religion is all about man's search for God. Christianity is about his search for you. And we build all these constructs in religion. And we make it, okay, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do that. I love Paul. He's just so simple. No, you don't. Just, just follow Jesus. Trust Jesus. I'm reading through the New Testament with, with a couple of families in the church. And one of the dads in other family texted me this week, and he said, we're in Matthew. We started with Mark. Now we're in Matthew. He said, you know, the more I read the gospel, the more I hate the traditions of man. Jesus made it so clear and so simple, and we got to complicate it and mess it up. And I almost feel like I need to apologize for some of you who've been churched to death. You've been told that, no, you don't fit. You, you're, you've got to do this. You've got to do that. There's so many things you've got to do, even outwardly to your body, like circumcision. You've got tattoos. No, no, you can't come into church. You've you got to do something with that. I mean, I've heard some of the craziest things. I just love it whenever we can read the Scripture and learn the truth. And we can abandon religion and follow a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because it's so much more exciting. It's so much more real. So don't worry about it. Circumstances are not going to keep you from Christ. And it's not the most important thing. Socioeconomic. He said if you're a slave, you can be a servant of Christ. If you're free, you can be a servant of Christ. What's interesting, the Roman Empire was a very slavery-heavy system. I mean, there were a lot of slaves, and they were so mistreated. But isn't it interesting, Paul goes, now, if you are a slave, if you can become free, yes, but even if you can't serve Jesus. Do you know what that means? You know that job that you don't like? You know that company you work for where everybody makes fun of Jesus and, and, and in the break room, you, you can't even mention that you went to church. You know those situations that you're like, man, it's the most pagan thing I've ever been in. Have you ever wondered, maybe God has you there for a reason? Bring light to darkness. Serve him. I've heard people say, you know what, I'm going to be a lot closer to Jesus and I'm going to do better whenever I, uh, whenever I get uh, a new job. 
Or when I get this position, I'm going to do a lot better. I used to teach seminary, and I taught all young guys, young ladies, uh, most of them, all of them going into ministry, and the guys especially were going in the pastorate. And I remember them coming up to me saying, hey, will you help us get a church? Will you help us get a church? Will you recommend me to a church? And I remember looking at them, and I say, what are you doing right now to minister? Oh, well, I'm, I'm waiting till I get called to go to a church. I'm doing seminary, but I'm waiting till the Lord opens the door. I said, no, I'm not going to recommend you anywhere. Well, what am I supposed to do? I don't have a church. I don't have a place. I said, I got something for you. If you'll do it, I'll recommend you. We had a county hospital called John Peter Smith Hospital in Fort Worth, Texas. It took every murder, every cutting, every violent crime, every wreck on the interstate. I mean, everything went there first. I said, I want you to go to the uh, waiting room. And I want you to walk around that waiting room. And I want you to pray with people whose lives have just been devastated because of what happened. I want you to be a minister there first. And if you can be a minister there, I'll recommend you somewhere. Did you know I was told every class that only had a handful of guys take me up on it, and it changed their life. I went down there and did it. What I'm saying to you is being free, being a slave, having a good job, not having a good job, living in a great neighborhood, not living in a great neighborhood, going to the right school, not going to the right school, doesn't matter. Serve Jesus. Live for Jesus. Yeah, it's great if you get another job, or it's great if you get to move somewhere else. What about family? You're single. You're divorced. You had adultery in your past. Can God ever use you? Of course he can. Can God actually do something with that? Yes, he can. If you were to ask Paul today, so is it better to be married or single or what? He goes, doesn't matter what you are. Just do what Jesus shows you to do. That's what he's saying in the middle of all of this. And the second one, he can use you in any situation. Why? Because you belong to him. Go back to the text. There's this statement is is really important. Go to the next verse if we can. You were bought with a price. Don't become a slave of men. And basically what he's referring to is social media. In Paul's day, it was really bad. <laughs> I'm just, there was no social media in case you thought, I thought. Okay, don't be a slave to somebody. Meaning, oh gosh, well, they told me I ought to do this. Or my friends think that this is the way I ought to look and this is the way I ought to behave. No, 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 no. You don't worry about it. You have been bought with a price. You belong not to them. You belong to him. And he can use you in whatever circumstance you're in. Now, I may need to qualify the word circumstance. I'm not talking about living in sin. There, he's made it very clear, immorality is immorality. And God wants to free you from the sins that hurt you and affect you and affect your relationships. So we're not talking about, well, I guess since I'm an adultery, I might as well stay. No. No, we're talking about circumstances that have happened in your life that maybe were due to some of the mistakes you made, but they're ongoing and you wonder, can God use me? Yes, he can. You know why? Because he owns you. He bought you with the blood of Jesus. He already knew about it. I mean, do you really think God one day looks down and goes, oh my goodness, I didn't realize you were divorced. Oh, wow, I didn't realize you had had an adulterous... Do I got to rethink my plan? No. 
He saw it all. He knows it all. And he's, he's crazy about you. I don't like to use crazy and God in the same sentence, but it works. He loves you. And he wants to use you because you belong to him. And the last thing is, in all your circumstances, I love this last verse. <laughs> in all your circumstances, whatever condition each was called, let, there let him remain with God. It's just like Paul says, in case you don't understand what I'm saying, just stay with God. Stay with God. He stays with you. Lean into him. And when you're in a situation, you're not sure about it. Just, just say, God, I'm, I'm trusting you on this one. I'm staying with you, whatever you show me. And I just felt after reading this, and it came at such a great time, maybe what he's saying to us, if you're in a broken marriage, just stay with God. If your life and dreams haven't worked out the way you want them to, stay with him. If you've been hurt by the church, You've been hurt by people, maybe your own family. Stay with God. Everything that's going on in your circumstances, stay with God. And you will never go wrong. So as I began to think about that, well, what's the way we could demonstrate that today? I, I just know it came to me. Pray. I think we need to pray for our families today. I think we need to pray that we will forget what doesn't matter and stay with God. He matters always. I think we need to call ourselves back to just the one that made it all happen, the one that saved us, the one that changed our life. And quit worrying about how we look on the outside or did we mess up our life when we were 16 or what? It, no, no, no. Stay with God. But by the way, can I, remember, can I remind you who's writing this? A murderer. A murderer of Christians. That's who's writing this. So it doesn't matter what you've done. Stay with God. Let's start where we ought to start with ourselves. Okay? So this prayer time is about you getting on your knees and just saying, God, I, I, I need you. <laughs> I just need you. Let's don't worry about our wife or our husband right now or, or somebody else's marriage. As we always do, we sit and think, oh, wow, I wish they were here. They need to hear this. No, no, no. <laughs> you and I need to hear this. Can I ask you a question? Are you sure you are a follower of Jesus Christ? Is he the number one in your life? Is he sitting on the throne of your life? Is he the Lord of your life? Because if he's not, you can check all the other boxes and life still doesn't work. He's the thing that makes it work. So the first thing, if you're on this stream and you're not sure, I want you to just simply call on him. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. In this room, call on him. What does that mean? Ask him, Lord, please, I need you. I want to give you my life. It's as simple as that, but it's this mo most profound thing that will ever happen to you. Now, what about, are you leaning into God or are you leaning into what other people think? Are you leaning into him and staying with him? Or are you staying with what you planned and what you dreamed and what you wanted? Let's just spend some time praying. God, we're staying with you. Pray for yourself. Pray for your family. Maybe pray for a friend. And here's how I want us to do it. I want you to 
feel the freedom to come to the altar. No, he doesn't hear your prayer more because you're kneeling than when you're sitting in a seat. But I can promise you this, it's hard to be proud and get on your knees in front of this room. It's like, God, I don't care what people think in here. All I care about is you, and I need to bow my knee before you because I need you. And it's not that your life is a wreck. It may be that your life is great, but you want, you want to say to him, God, it's because of you. I'm staying with you. No matter what happens, I'm staying with you. If your life is a mess, just tell him, God, you already know that. I'm staying with you. Can we just have a moment to do that? As the music is in the background, hey, get up, come down, stay where you are on your knees, get on your knees there. You can do it any way you choose. Just let's pray. God, we're staying with you. Thanks again for listening to the First Orlando Podcast. For more information like our service times, location, and other contact information, be sure to visit us online at firstorlando.com. Have a great week.